Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. everybody and welcome back. It is another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. And Kelly was just uh he's been all over the past couple of weeks. He was a couple of weeks, he a couple of days this past week. He yeah, was in week. <laughs> he was in uh my neck of the woods up in Nebraska, went to a football game. We won. Woohoo, go big mm-hmm. red. Um and then went down to San Diego. So for the real conference. Um now he's he's back home back to work. Um but Kelly what was, um, of course, probably the Husker win was your favorite of all of By the far. things that you just did. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about the real conference a little bit. What was something that um, you really took away from there to kind of get us started? What was your biggest takeaway? Yeah, you know, and, and, and it has nothing to do with the uh, the brokerage necessarily, right? This is just practices for anybody practicing or selling real estate. No matter what brokerage you're with, it, it transcends any type of a brokerage uh, brand. That's for sure. Industry. That, yeah, yeah definitely, right? Because we're all we're all in this together, right? We're all we're all trying to achieve the same type of goals and, and do the same type of things when it comes to helping people buy and sell real estate and invest in real estate. So it doesn't matter who you're with when it comes to that. But there was a lot. I mean, as you can imagine, there's a lot of good stuff. One thing that stuck out with me. Well, I'll, I'll go with two things. Um, the first thing is that there was a gentleman who presented there named Alex Hormozzi. He's a he's an influencer, right? On social media, this guy is a savage. Like he shows up in his lumberjack shirt with, you know, he's jacked. He has a big beer head on backwards and he's just no nonsense. You mean like an actual savage. Oh, actual savage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Savage on and off the field. Right. Or whatever. Right. Uh In or outside the, the office. And he, uh, he presented it such a way that I thought was really cool. What he did was for a guy who has ADD like me. So this is a, this is a tidbit for anybody who likes to present, uh, maybe a slide deck, whether it's in person or, or on zoom. Um, and you want to get better at your presentation skills. I learned a lot from how, just not what he said, which is also extremely good, but how he presented. Yeah. And so, um, one, the way he presented was he had probably triple or quadruple the amount of slides that he actually needed for the presentation or that the normal person would need. But it was fantastic because he had it was action packed. It was always moving. So for a guy like me, I, I can I can kind of pick up on things pretty quick. I, I I tend to think I can multitask fairly well. You know, I know it's not good to do. Um, I can kind of do these things right, and and I feel like I can kind of you know I talk fast, I listen fast, that kind of stuff. Right? I'm just I was kind of like moving fast. And so if someone's presenting, and I know in the presentation that the majority of their slides are going to be on the screen for a while, right? Because they're going to show a slide and start explaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I can just like kind of zone out a little bit, wait till I hear something intriguing, look up if I need to snap a photo of the slide, boom, I'll snap a photo. No problem with him. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I could, he kept it quick. moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just, and, and it was good. It was like, it was just like stupid stuff. He put up there and just move it. Like he was, he didn't explain, he explained everything, but he, but he, he followed the slides and a lot of his explanation were on the slides and he kept it moving and moving with clicks on the same slide and then slide to the next slide. Right. That makes sense. So I had to like actually be paying attention the entire time. It forced me to, so that I, I, if I wanted to take a picture of one of the slides, I wouldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. It, it was really like, I, I tell you what, it was, um, it was interesting. 
it was very like it is very interesting remember a lot more from that that presentation uh, than from most even when you you're diligently taking notes or whatever else right so that's right that's yeah. right and i think the last thing i'll say real quick is is that a lot of, a lot of people talked about how you know i think the next 6 months is going to be fairly difficult right for most people in the industry you have the holidays coming up here uh, which naturally it just kind of slows down a little bit obviously most markets across the country it gets cold and that's not the hot market uh in both ways other word um and so i think we need to prepare for that um and so people need to hunker down now what i love about one of the quotes that alex Mosey also said was he said is what makes you extraordinary isn't what you do it's how long you're willing to do it and I thought that was you got that fantastic. One down? That one's written down. <laughs> that one I got a picture of it, right? Because I was he was moving. He was moving, right? And 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 again, that's one that you, you got to write down because people people think when things get hard, it gets hard, and, and I, they want to jump ship. They don't want to whatever, right? Um, but the people who are extraordinary stay on task in the good times and bad, when it's boring, when it's not, all the time until eventually everyone else kind of just goes away. Your competition is in the dust, and now you're the last woman or man standing. So it's such a good quote. So if I would take two things away, those are it right there from the conference. And that applies to, like I said, anybody, no matter what real estate conference or brand you're with. Or, I mean, really any, any industry, if you're given anything, really, yeah. that's a good, like, you know, yeah. Uh, and those of you yeah. know, Alex Hermosi, he, he's not a real estate guy. He's a, he's a, he, what he does is actually uh, just, you know, he, he acquires properties and he makes them oper operationally more sound and profitable. And then he sells them and, and, and he, he's extremely successful, but he's a, he's an influencer on social media. Well, he had a lot to say about just success in, in general. Right. And of course this applies, like you said, to real estate or to acquiring businesses or to insurance or to anything really. So anything sales or entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, I can never say yes, that. There word, you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's all about, and, and I like to the, you have to stay on task in good times or bad times. Like, it, because a lot of people, especially like Kelly said, over the next six months, hopefully, hopefully there's some magic that happens and, you know, everything just starts moving. But I took a, a look at interest rates today. I don't think that's going to be the case for a little bit. They were over eight, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah, I saw so, I saw the alert today. My alert today said 795. But I mean, they were over eight just last week and it's going to be around there for sure. Yeah. So it's going to be hard. So um, and a lot of people are going to want to throw in the towel or, yep. you know feel like they have to throw in the towel at this point, but, um, but yeah, just yep. keep staying on task. And there is going to be another, another side of this, a light at the end of the tunnel eventually. No, no, they definitely will. And those people will do just fine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had some inspirational, uh, uh discussion there, but today we actually want to get it's a little inspirational, I guess it's inspiring, but uh, a little bit more back to planning, right? We, a couple of weeks ago, always in October, do our business planning episode. That's when you're taking a look at what you did this year, what your goals are for next year, really that goal setting, and what you need to do to hit those goals for the next calendar year, right? Um, today, we want to expand that a little bit on wealth planning. Wealth planning is not just your next year. It's more like your next five years, and it's a little bit more... Um, a little wider in scope than just how many calls do I have to make to get to to get this listing, right? It's a little wider in scope and um, goes a little bit longer too, but also very important. I mean, really, if you're looking at, uh, if you're not going year by year and you're looking at your legacy, 
that you're going to leave, this is really kind of the plan that you you want to pay attention to. So, Kelly, let's get into it. Let's talk about wealth planning. I mean, oh, there's, I love there's it. So whole I... industries that are surrounded that are wealth managers, right? Like this is a big thing that you should be thinking about. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's it's enormous, right? Um, I love any type of planning, as you as you know, um, clearly because we do business planning all the time, and it's and you have to have a plan. If you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Mm-hmm. Great words, Taylor what... Swift. Yeah. Song that says that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh man. But I got if... Kelly quoting Taylor Swift over oh, here. Never. <laughs> we'll never quote Taylor Swift ever. No. <laughs> so if you look at planning. Uh, one of the most important things I think anyone could do is wealth planning. Now there's estate planning and it kind of goes along with that. And that is extremely important because you don't want to squander away all the things maybe you built up in terms of material assets and things of that nature while living that you could use for the common good, whether you get the charity, whether you give your kids, family, whatever it may be. That's very important. But wealth planning goes alongside of that. And I think a lot of people overlook that. For example, I was in a uh, meeting and I was talking about this uh, the other day and um, I asked a question. The question was, uh, everyone in this room, how many people in here know where they want to be financially in five years? Specifically, give me a dollar amount. How many people have thought about that and know what that number is? Not one hand. There's probably about 25 people I was presenting to, Elizabeth. Not one hand raised. And they're being honest, so I appreciate that. But that's not uncommon. I don't think a lot enough people think about that because if, if you do have a goal and you, and most people I'd say would love to have a certain number in five years, if that's the case, why don't you think about it? And if you think about it, you write it down. If you write it down, you create an action plan to try to achieve it because five years is a long time. How can you, what can you do with incremental 1% changes to your schedule that you already are currently doing potentially to put yourself on a trajectory to have that number. It's very similar in a way to retirement planning, right? That, you know, you go in to see your financial advisor, you sit down, you do this retirement plan based on all these assumptions. Well, it's very similar to that to an extent, but we're talking specifically in five years. What's that number? It's, it, it may be a big number or a small number. It's your number, but how are you going to achieve it? You, and there's a lot, and when it comes to real estate, as we're talking about, it's more than just saying, okay, I'm going to buy X amount of stock. I'm going to invest X amount of money into stock, let's say, as an example. And I'm going to hope for a compounded interest on the average of 6% every year, whatever, right? No, because that's what retirement planning is for the most part. Yeah. By the way, those guys that don't really That just requires you to buy things. There's not really much action that happens there with that. Yeah, you have to just have a discipline <laughs> of putting so much money towards it and then yep. hope it just all works out, which, you know, you work on traditional averages and historical averages. And so a lot of times it does work out if you have enough time and all that stuff. So it's not bad whatsoever. Um, but I do think, number one, there should be some real estate involved in there with, with, with investing. Obviously, I'm a little biased. Most financial advisors would probably say, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit, but you know, they want the money invested with them. And I, I don't blame them. That's their job. Uh, at the same time, I think there's other ways to do that too. As a real estate agent on a wealth plan, what could you do to help yourself also achieve that number? Well, commissions, helping people buy and sell real estate. That's what we do. And we earn this fee that's called industries, industry-wide as a commission. Um, or you can call it your salary because that's what it is. You know, when you make, you sell, you sell a house, you make money, that's your salary, if you will. Uh, but it's still the income you earn off of helping uh, people buy and sell homes, which is what you do on a daily basis. Are there any other ways that you could also hit that number 
that's in your wealth plan in five years? There is. And if you have other ways of income, of making income um, and or investments, then you don't have to worry about getting that number in five years all through active income, all, which is your daily job. You have, you can maybe make a third of it, two thirds of it, three fourths of it, but have the other part help you hit that number from different ways of making income. So it could be rental. Yeah, diversification. Um, I think a lot of people only think that means diversify my stock portfolio, but I think it's a lot more than that. I think you you should have some money in real estate, some money in the stock market, of course, and that sort of thing, right? Um, some sort of retirement account, IRA, 401k, um, and then of course, um, possibly in a business or two. In if you you could also have you can also be investing investor in your business. So not only do you invest money back into things like marketing and expenses to help you grow more for um, your active income. But what if you were also with a platform or on a platform that allowed you to be paid other ways? So for example, by doing the same day job that you do, you can potentially earn equity in the company that you're a part of. Stock bonuses, that would be pretty cool. That would help you get to that number faster, especially if the stock performs, right? Now, I guess in a way, it might be able to, it might take you longer if the stock just goes tanks for the next five years. But if you're with the right kind of company, buying the right type of stock, if you will, probably unlikely to happen or less likely to, unlikely to happen. Um, it could be revenue share, sharing part of the revenue that the company you're with um, makes. That will help you get there to your number faster. So I think it's it's not um, uncommon or abnormal to think that if I could have multiple ways of making income, I could get to a number faster, right? Yeah. So why not put yourself on a in a pos- and position? And you in different like if one's not doing so great, well, you've got this, like you're protected as well. Like if the market's not doing so great, well, you've got these other sources or, you know, you're not, you, you got sick. You didn't get a couple listings for, I don't know, a couple months, whatever it is, but you have these other <laughs> sources. Hopefully you don't get sick for months, but you know, it happens. And you have these yeah. other sources of income that kind of help protect you to get to that number as well. Otherwise known as market insulation, right? So uh, they say the fastest way to uh, become wealthy is to live below your means. So just don't spend all the money you make. That's the other way to say it, right? So save some money. Well, it's hard to do that if you don't have a plan. It's hard to do that if you don't have allocated bank accounts where that money goes so that you don't get your hot little hands on it and want to spend it on something maybe you probably don't need. But if it's in that account that you spend on everything else that you do need, you're most likely going to spend a good portion of it because it's right there easily accessible, and you can just spend it if you need to or want to. But if you if you allocate it, have a plan of where that money goes, it's less likely it's going to happen. So live below your means. Fastest way to get rich. And then have a plan, number two, for where that money goes. So it's allocated into investments. Buy a rental house. Buy a certain amount of stocks, um, bonds, et cetera. However you want to invest in the market. Maybe be an investor of some sort into a business of some type. Those are ways you can put that money to work. And number three, multiple streams of income. Well, Kelly, how do I do that? Where, where can I? That, there's all kinds of different ways. You, a, you can get a second job, but there's only so much time in the day, you know. So you, you know how how much time can you allocate towards that job? Whether it's a small business you're you're trying to own yourself, whether it's working for someone else. Either way, there's only so many hours that you can put towards that thing. Are there any other ways to make money? Besides that, well, yeah, there are. So there's there's uh, passive income, um, and there are, are earning bonuses when it comes to stock. Those are the two biggest ones. 
And so obviously there are certain, when it comes to real estate guys, I'm not going to pitch. You guys know what the ones, uh, ones that are out there that do this, but you have real and you have EXP. EXP has been around for a long time. There's about 91,000 agents. Real is more in that startup phase and it's cruising. It's the fastest growing bro brokerage in North America. It's a little over 12,000 agents now. It doubled in one year since I joined. But the cool part is for doing the job I'm already doing and have been doing for the last 18 years, I now have, just generally speaking, two more additional streams of income, stock, equity in the company, and revenue share. When they share the revenue, it comes in from all the agents in the company. So it's pretty cool. Now, I still have rental properties as well, which I absolutely love because I'm in the business. So I absolutely love that. I still have my day job. Um, I have that too as well. And then we have a couple other small companies that um, we are invested in as well. So I, I am practicing what I am preaching. And so my hope for you today is that you first take the, that first step, right? And that first step is asking the question yourself, what's the number I want to earn over the next five years? Not in year five, over the next five years. The next five years, add them all together, what's that number? Now, what's the plan to get there? And where can I best be positioned and placed so that I have the highest probability of getting there with the most convenience and ease? And if that's something that you are thinking about doing, reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation with you to help put you in that position. Yeah. And I, I think you said there's a pretty cool tool where you can kind of help uh, calculate all of that yeah. as well. So, yeah, not exactly. No, thanks. You don't, for have, you don't have to I do mean, all the math yourself, right? That's like, <laughs> right. That's right. Literally, I could email you um, this 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 whole breakdown of how you could get to that number based upon what you think you'll be doing in terms of how many houses you'll be selling every single month or year for the next five years. Mm -hmm. That's simple. You know that number, or think you have a good guess on that number? Based on all this data and this whole breakdown, I can send you a report that is super intricate, super well laid out and looks great aesthetically that will tell you exactly what that looks like. Pretty cool tool. So let me know, DM me, call me if you want me to send you? that to you. Where can they reach you, Kelly? Oh yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to let you cut me off this time <laughs> and give your contact information first before I got to ask. So yeah, I Kelly, love it. I love it. tell them where they can reach you. Yeah, you can you can DM me um, on Instagram at Kelly Cook Homes um, or just text or call at 280227 two zero two eight. That'd be fun. And, and anything about investing, as you know, we've done multiple episodes on that. I am all in on that. All right. This show is also called selling and investing and business planning with Kelly. Wealth Cook. building. With Wealth building. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we've, we've talked, we have gone a lot into taxes before. Um, yes. Like in all of that. So this show is about more than just selling. Um, we, We'll love to talk about that as well, kind of back to basics, but any of those other um, income streams that you might be interested in um, that we've talked about here on the show, Kelly would love to have conversations about those. Love and to. if you are looking to, oh, and here's another thing, and recruiting and team building and all of that too, <laughs> um, please go to buildyourrealestateteam.com. If you are looking to, um, you know, if that's part of your wealth plan or your business plan to start up your own team um, in the near future here, go to buildyourrealestateteam.com and get kind of the, um, the, the document on how to do it. Learn from Kelly's mistakes. Please. And that's please. it. We will see. He wants to save you. <laughs> we will see you guys all next week with a new episode. And it was great seeing you, Kelly. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, guys.
Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. Oh, 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 oh,